Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steam Universe, Star Wars The Force of Evil, The New Powerpuff Girls, and Samurai Jack. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilval. Hey, y'all. Today, Delaney and I will be giving our initial Season 3 predictions for uh, Star vs. the Force of Evil. Uh, we are still recovering from the crushing <laughs> Season 2 finale, and uh, we've we've uh, had our finale podcast. We've uh, taken your feedback on that. You can check those podcasts out at OverlyAnimated.com. And uh, now we are going to be giving you our initial season three predictions uh we'll have more specific ones later i think we'll probably have a second one closer to the uh season three premiere uh which we know will be in summer who and uh we get i have i have uh some feedback uh specific season three prediction feedback to read and we'll discuss what what's happening and uh to start i also have new information from this new book that came out but first uh check us out overlyanimated.com and uh you can subscribe to us on itunes at overlyanimated.com slash itunes where we appreciate your star ratings and you can also subscribe on any other podcatcher as well so uh, you know, make sure you've seen all of Star and Caught Up, uh, getting into stuff. Check out other Star podcasts for more season two reactionary content. But first, I want to get into this new book that just came out this week. We're recording this, um, on the 11th, but it'll be coming out later. And, uh, Star and Marco's Guide to Mastering Every Dimension. And, uh, I forgot I'd pre-ordered this and it showed up <laughs> in my house on the day it came out. I was like, yay. <laughs> so that's, this is good. <laughs> oh, look, surprise. <laughs> yeah, surprise. But yeah, it's like less it's than like 10. It's like when you find money in your coat pocket. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. Like, oh. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like less than $10 on Amazon. And, um, these, normally these tie-in books are kind of just nonsense. Um, but this tie-in book is actually, first of all, it's like really well done. It's, um, it's like the, it's like the thing where, uh, the characters are writing and you see that and like they each have like are writing in a different color and like they have a different, so you can tell who's writing and they're commenting on different things. And it's basically like a mythology guide to the show, com as commented on by Star and Marco and Ponyhead and other pop-ins from people. So uh, like Fantastic Beat, it's kind of like the textbooks from Harry Potter that are out and the, uh, oh, there's an, oh, and then like, kind of like the Percy Jackson stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Those are both really good ones. Yeah. What I love about this one, though, is it's like, it's just our main characters talking to, like, it's not any other nonsense from side characters. So I'm, I, and we get into a lot of stuff. And the most notable thing is that there's just a lot of new information here. Like, I have a giant list here of new information (laughs) to, to talk about because this show is a really, uh, purposefully underdeveloped mythology. Uh, the show really doesn't focus on its mythology in the actual episodes. So we have a lot of new uh like stuff that we've only speculated on oh, or spoilers for the book i guess um yeah i'm gonna read the new information so that's true spoilers for the book i i will say even though i'm gonna read all this new stuff this is not even anything everything notable i'm not even gonna get into there's like a whole page on tomco there's like multiple pages on jarco from jackie's perspective like that the jarco fans are gonna be super into like there's this isn't even the good stuff this is just the new stuff so um it's i'm probably gonna try and find the book while i'm out i'm on spring break so i'm gonna try and like go to target and be like what is this yeah hopefully hopefully major story have it it's 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 very very high quality written by a lot of the show's writers so uh good stuff so okay here's there's there's a lot of stuff and a lot of this sounds random but it's like going through various topics and they're commenting on all of them so i think the most notable thing to come out of this is new information on toffee 
Uh, yes. Yeah. So, and I think, and the reason I want to say this now in this podcast is one, this is our closest star podcast to when the book came out too, is because I think this relates a lot to season three predictions. Oh, so another thing is that this book is clearly meant to come out right now. Uh, it comments on a lot of stuff that just happened. Not on Star leaving. So I think this is not supposed to be after Star has left, although there's Marco and Star sending letters to each other at the end. But I don't think that that was supposed to be for Star having left like forever. Uh, that's my read on that, but I could be wrong. But yeah, they, they, they comment on the Bounce Lounge a lot. They comment on Hecapoo and like, uh, it's, it, it, like clearly this is meant to come out now P- potentially a reason why disney had to air all the episodes uh, uh in like very quickly just because there's a book that would have spoiled a lot of stuff but i would hope that they would have planned better than that but who knows who knows yeah. <laughs> and uh but yeah so it's also just very current and up to date they there's they comment on some season one stuff but there's also a lot of season two so the toffee stuff so toffee is labeled as toffee of septersis um Scepter scepters seas seem to be a species. Uh, it seems to be the species that Tavi is. Uh, he the uh, Septarsis is a land, I think, and Septarsis are the people from Septarsis. Um, all Septarsis can regenerate, and um, so that's that's what um uh that the. Rastacor. Rastacor, yeah. Rastacor is also labeled as a Septarsis uh, in the that book. That makes sense. Yes. See, so that, I think that was the intention. That's why they showed it to us. Septarian. Septarian. Um, okay. Yeah. Septarian. Septarsis. I don't, you know, it's a new word. Uh, the alligator people are, that's what they, so they're, they come from their own world and they're their own thing and they can regenerate. That's why Toffee can regenerate. That's why Rastacor can regenerate. Um, it doesn't tell us a whole lot more about that. Toffee's like, uh, there's like a wanted poster for Toffee by the High Commission. Um, there's a, they mention a human monster accord a lot. I don't remember if the show ever got into this at all. Well, I think they talked about it a little bit, maybe with like Muni and Independence Day or whatever. Yeah, that's the only episode that would have talked about it. Yeah. Um, they, they mentioned this, this several times. Uh, there was like a battle before the human monster accord, but that seems like something we're going to get into more. But yeah, uh, ta- yeah, this is, this is, this seems like a, a big thing. So, the Tavi being a, a Septar says Rastcore is also a, just a, b- a bounty hunter. He's labeled as, which I guess we knew already, but. Um, yeah, so this, this is interesting. What do you think of giving Toffee his own, like, the place he's from and his own species type of thing? Um, I think it's good. And, like, it's kind of, like, it makes sense. And also, like, kind of giving this sort of, I don't know, like, maybe monsters, like, maybe that could be part of this Muni thing. The monsters, maybe, maybe they're not from Muni. They're from, like, another world. And now they're all, like, on Muni. And, like, more issues or whatever. And then also it's just good, like, it's just he's an alien like and also tying more like you know te- technically to mute to muni or whatever but talking about like like it's just good to bring in more of like remember there's other dimensions y'all <laughs> like that kind of thing like yeah. i appreciate that yeah there's also like a guide to there's uh, to other dimensions that we've 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 seen um a lot of stuff yeah the toffee stuff is interesting i think we're definitely gonna get into that um other important stuff so here's a big one uh this is completely new glossaric created the other members of the magic high commission himself what? he created them <laughs> like does that that doesn't i mean that doesn't cl- include um moon does it i'm assuming not uh no not include i guess not including moon it, 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 i guess it, he could have created the butterfly lineage but yeah this is they this book just like casually drops this in a chapter written by glossary like um glossary created uh lekmet uh <laughs> you know like um traxus and uh, like all of them, he, he, he made them, he taught, he said, he said, he calls them his kids kind of, um, yeah, <laughs> I wow. was, I was astounded by that. Yeah. I just read that today. What? 
that kind of explains the interactions, maybe? I guess so, yeah. This is really weird, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the original members of the High Commission were Lechmet, Omnitraxis, and Glosseric. This book clearly labels Glosseric as a member, if we were wondering about that. Um, Moon is also a member of the High Commission. Um, but Butterfly Queens are not innately members. You have to graduate to becoming a member if you're, like, super good. So Moon, that makes sense. so Moon became a member, but was not originally a member. So he created each of the members as for a purpose to represent some aspect of magic in the universe for some need. He made Hekapu so that people could go between dimensions. Um, Hekapu is the only one who in the universe who can create. Uh, is Glosseric like God? <laughs> like, um, is- yeah, I mean, we clearly got got him labeled as the most powerful. Uh, magic person, but yeah, he seems somewhat like God now. I guess if you're just the most powerful, then you can create like the second most powerful, <laughs> and then yeah. I don't, well, I mean, if he's so, it's kind of like so. Is he? Did he just make them to represent, or is when he made them that's when this magic happened? Uh it's he. The magic predated the commission. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he says he makes them to help with magic functions okay. in the universe. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Hekapu's for dimension crossing. Lekmet, uh, he says, was made to understand the impermanence of existence. <laughs> um, wow. But okay. he, but he says that, uh, the contribution, uh, that's his contribution, but like what he does specifically must not be spoken of, he says. So that's interesting. That might wow. be a secret okay. for the show. The impermanence of existence <laughs> is what Lekmet deals with. That's, that's deep. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Moon is on the commission for humans and magic, uh, like tied to them. She graduated into it. Um, Omnitraxis was made to maintain the universe. Uh, which we kind of saw, yeah. And uh, Romulus is Glosseric's least favorite. <laughs> he says, <laughs> "Shocker, yeah." Uh, he's uh, Glosseric specifically originally made Romulus and then turned his hands into thoughtful alligators in hopes of having him having smart hams would counteract his stupid person. <laughs> that's the perfect. That's what Glosseric says he did. But what is he for? <laughs> uh, he says he's the muscle of the of the commission. So. Oh, oh. He just, because he, he just uh, deals with the, uh, like... He made him, and he was like, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> he made him, he's like, oh, this guy's too stupid. Let's give him smart, uh, smart hands. Like, he's like, darn, I mean, I mean, he's like, one out of four ain't bad, but like... Yeah, it's, it's pretty, that's pretty funny. That's, I like I like that as justification for that, that weird design for Romulus. Um yeah, the rest of the book seems really inconsequential in comparison to this this like revolutionary right. chapter by Glosseric right. on him just making right. them. Yeah. It's like, hey Glosseric. Yeah. All of this definitely is canon. This is definitely canon. Written by a lot of the core creative for the show, like kind of crazy. Okay. So remember we're tabling all this and then we can include this in speculation for for season three um something i found uh interesting was that there are other kingdoms in muni besides the butterfly kingdom they paint a very they paint a very adventure time like picture of muni so uh there's the butterfly there's also a map of muni in it which is great like uh you can see wherever i mean it's it's i'll explain it. it's pretty simple so there's the butterfly groundlands which is butterfly kingdom plus the johansson kingdom from star's dad um so they're kind of merged right now because uh, of uh moon and 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 star's dad so River. those are separate kingdoms the johansson kingdoms on one side of the butterfly kingdom on the other side there's pigeon kingdom um i don't remember if we've seen that <laughs> in the show uh but pigeon kingdom is there there's the underworld which is lucifer kingdom 
uh, of which uh, Tom is the crown prince of Lucifer Kingdom. Um, they oh, just, so they're from the same planet. They're yeah, I didn't know that they're in the same no. planet. Yeah, yeah, no, I had no idea. Also on the same planet is Ponyhead. The Cloud Kingdom of the Ponyheads is in the clouds. Yes. Uh, so that's where all the Ponyheads live. I didn't also did this not know they were on Muni. No. Yeah. This is so good. Not every this is this makes so much sense. Wait, <laughs> right, like, you just said something. <laughs> right, like that's you know and this and it makes they all they they Star also paints a very uh a picture of her and Tom as being like we're expected to be together because we're two uh prince and princess of two muni kingdoms. So like right. in a similar way of Star's mom and dad. Um, yeah. so that, like, I think that makes a lot more sense now. So he's not just like underworld of the whole universe. Like this right. is just underworld of Muni. And it's also like, it's also like unclear whether they're just demon powers or whether they just live like under, <laughs> under, yeah. uh, the butterflies. They, that's the picture painted in the book. But, yeah. The pony heads all live in the cloud kingdom. Um, so yeah, basically the main three kingdoms are underworld underneath the butterflies on the ground land and then, uh, the pony heads, uh, in, in the clouds. Um, and this then the, great. yeah, that's great. And there's also the kingdom of the water folk, uh, which I don't, Ooh. I think we've done something with that. And there's the, uh, dolphin day, which are the, which is the land of the dolphins. Who is that star- Johnny Blowhole? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's Johnny Blowhole's kingdom. Yeah. And, uh, there star says all the dolphins are jerks. And if you're in dolphin day, then you have to do what dolphins say because it's law. Um, so they're kind of these like pigeon water folk dolphins thrown in, but yeah. This is this is interesting. I didn't know that Muni was supposed to be Adventure Time. Basically, is what this was. There's like other things. Like this is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is. The, so I've just talked for ten minutes on the show's mythology. This is like more than the show has ever presented <laughs> to us. Like, it's like bomb after bomb. Like what? <laughs> okay, so those are those. And are it's the... so simple. It would have been one line of dialogue would have yeah. explained that Ponyhead and Tom all are from the same place. Yeah. <laughs> like darn it. And it's possible, like, the people of Word of God at this before, and we, like, like Darren has said something, but they definitely haven't said this in the show. No, I, that's I kinda... the thing. It's, well, it's confusing because, like, we have this thing, there's dimensions, and we have dimensional scissors. So, like, it's so you hard thought, to... you thought Ponyhead was just from a different dimension, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's like, easy. Yeah, like, there's no other reason to think that, because, yeah. like... They're not related have... <laughs> at all, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, so, I, I, I think it's kind of charming that the show doesn't state explicitly what's going on in, in the mythology i don't know well it's kind of hilarious that like yeah there, it's this and we had no idea until this book like, that's that's kind of like it's charming in that way that it's so ridiculous like yeah. i love it like what i do think the show needs to outline it if we're getting into more plot things like you need to tell yes. us what's happening so maybe we'll i do think some. they will tell us about like kind of like how the butterflies fit into the universe yeah yeah, it's the the book paints a picture of Muni being very central to the universe, but Star is writing it, so it's not clear how much that's true. Right, right. Uh, it, but yeah, it there's never it never is explicitly stated Muni's relation to everything, but it definitely seems like Muni is super important. So that question didn't get answered. Here's a question that did get answered: um, why, the Star's wand only channels magic; it is not itself create magic. Uh, Star, okay. the butterfly family does innately have magic, and that's the only reason Star can cast magic. Other people who aren't innately magic cannot cast with the wand. That uh, makes sense. So what's in? Ooh, so that's like, what about like Ludo's wand? 
Right. So I guess Ludo might be magic because he's on Muni. I don't know. Maybe yes. other people can do it. Uh, so they, it also explains the dip down thing from that. Well, stupid... we, I mean, I feel I mean, Ponyhead has like a sort of magic, doesn't she? Ponyhead, I think, is magical. Yeah. And so like, I feel like the, cl- clearly people who are from Muni in some way like have like magic. Yeah. So maybe any Muni can do it. But like Marco with the wand wouldn't be able to, I think. No. Um, and so this, so uh, Glasser's dip down thing was explained as something you can to you. That's his way of saying you can cast magic without the wand if you like yeah, deep sense. down into your own magical innateness enough. So it's just very Harry Potter. Right. That seems very Harry Potter. Because yeah. in Harry Potter, like you can have your wand, but like it's like the whole thing, the, the whole issue that happens in Deathly Hollows where they start like taking Muggleborn's wands. So, like you can't use magic. It's like, yeah, I can. Like you have to have magic to use a, ma- to use a wand. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems very Harry Potter. So I'm I'm glad we explained this. Um, che- the cheek emblems, uh, yes. are yes, are Muni royal family tradition. Says Star. <laughs> so the one thing is, I'm not clear if it's a tradition or if it's like a biological thing. See, okay, that's the thing. It's like, is it like a marker or is it something they're born with? But I think feel like with um, what's her face? Miss Heinous. Miss Heinous, she like is taking her makeup off. I thought she was taking concealer, right? I think that she was um, concealing them with makeup, and then she took. That's the what conce- I mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. she's taking makeup, yeah. makeup off, and it's there. So to me, that it's like biological. Yeah, it's it's. I I I, I originally I thought or, that the I book mean, was. Granted, they might do it with magic. Like maybe they have a spell that like makes it like permanent on your face or something. I don't know. Yeah, it could. Yeah, because it could be a spell too. Yeah. Originally, I thought that it was the book was saying that it was biological, but I read it again. And it's a little ambiguous. Either way, they definitely like uh, lampshade the uh, the uh, Miss Heinous thing. They're like, but Marco's like, but Miss Heinous has these. It's like, ooh, mystery. So this is clearly yeah. something the show is is will be will be addressing. Definitely seems like Miss Heinous is uh, former Muni royal family. Yes. So interesting, interesting. Um, okay, here's. Other random stuff. Um, I, I know you've been waiting for the sensei fact. Oh, uh, God. Sensei's name is Brantley. Wow. Brantley. That's his name. Brantley. There you go. New okay. information. Um, Star used to uh, prank Ludo's family when they lived in the castle in the forest that was mentioned in the finale, she used to take some animal droppings and leave them on her doorstep. I thought this was notable because Star and Ludo had previous interactions to the show. So this, this kind says. of makes sense. Like, you can kind of think, well, I mean, if you think about it, technically, Star and Ludo might be around the same age. <laughs> yeah, that's not not clear how old Ludo is. Yeah, true. Yeah. And like, so, I mean, I think that makes a lot more sense as to why, like, Ludo is doing anything. Like, if Ludo's like the punk that he is... And then you have this annoying, like, princess doing things to your house. That makes sense. Yeah. I, it, that's, it's, it was like a one-line thing, but I think that provided interesting backstory. I really won't be shocked if maybe we get kind of a backstory of, like, Ludo and Star, like, at some point, like, before, uh, like, Ludo kind of come after the magic. Like, maybe they, like, played together or, yeah, like, they yeah. were forced to go to things to get, like, like, oh, we have to, like, go to dinner with the, um avians avariuses and stars like oh like yeah um they call prince ludo prince ludo of castle avarius um so yeah i agree that these are the avarius like i don't think that that was been explicitly stated but i think that ludo or maybe they say that in the episode in the finale um ludo ludo's family are the avarius um so did you say what what title did you give him is you said he's a prince he's yep he said he was a prince in the book yep prince ludo of castle avarius which which interesting is because they call so like 
in the episode, um, like when we like meet Ludo's family, uh, Moon says Lord and Lady of Arius. So like, yeah, you really oh, yeah, like that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I'm used. I'm like that nerd, and I used to like study a lot of like what the titles meant. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> you can't, like you can't be a prince and be the son of a lord. So I think that means they lost status at some point, perhaps when they were kicked out of the castle. Um, or something potentially yeah it's the thing is that they're not there's no kingdom of Arius on the map that's the thing so Which, i'm a little unclear they're like, a, like they could be a lord and lady just in their kingdom but yeah, it's yeah. interesting that he's a prince like that doesn't make a lot of sense Grant, it's also like they could just be making stuff up like it doesn't matter both the forest of uh uncertain whatever and castle of Arius are all under the butterfly kingdom domain okay. the book says so i think that yeah that's interesting but yeah ludo prince ludo and then in the book like uh they're like ludo's a prince what like they yeah so clearly supposed to be new information i think that's really interesting uh i don't even know what's what's going on with that but it's i think but, i think we have enough information there i don't know the finale well, i really like stuff. finally because me the whole time i was just like why the heck is like why is ludo relevant why is he it's just some random dude right <laughs> yeah yeah just yeah. after star why like this i really appreciate this because it's kind of like in Kim possible they finally explain dr draken's backstory and how he was like bullied by kim's parents like kim's dad or whatever like they were all friends in like college and they all made fun of him and like that's how dr draken became like a villain so like i like like i like things like that like give yeah. us a little bit of a background yeah and i'd, I'd love a ludo star you mentioned this for a ludo star backstory episode any star flashback episode when she's like eight or something would be yes. would be great like i'm surprised the show hasn't done that yet that'd be interesting I guess because there's no Marco and no Earth stuff, but when you do that, but I don't know. Um, not new information, but the they've, the show has created a Twitter and SoundCloud for Oscar. Oh, uh, God. Go to Oscar Kestra, K-H-E-S-T-R-A. I don't know if that's supposed to be his name or his band name, um, but there's a Twitter and uh, there's music created by Oscar on a SoundCloud um oh yeah <laughs> it's interesting you can check that out i don't need to, we don't need to discuss that uh marco's mom angie teaches poetry at echo creek community college and his dad rafael is an artist i don't know if we know i that. love this and he was born in mexico rafael so good um, stuff. yeah i mean we've, yeah so that I, I like that there's sections on on both of the parents um okay pony heads original name Oh no! Is Lila Sia, Lila, or potentially Lilica? Um, this is good stuff. L i l a c i a. She doesn't go by that name anymore though. So she now she's, she's pony head because she's the crown princess. Prin- yes. The, the, the pony, the ponyhead lineage is patriarchal, unlike the uh, butterfly lineage, which is matriarchal. But the po- but the ponyhead current royal family has. 13 daughters so ponyhead's the oldest so she's the <laughs> so she's the uh the prince crown princess we get profiles for each of ponyhead's siblings that's so good uh, they're none of them are worth going over but they're like they have character design so i'm going to assume they're going to be on the show because these are like explicit that's like, excellent yeah but they're all they all seem really great um and yeah, Ponyhead's uh yeah, Ponyhead has twelve sisters, so there you go. This is good stuff. So there's that's it. There's ours. There's I love of- I love that I always love that whole like, oh, we don't have a prince and there's like a bajillion daughters. That's my yeah. fave. Yeah, that's really good. Um they also like make they also like multiple times in the book say uh 
don't bring up legs around uh pony head oh, or pony weird. heads <laughs> so I don't okay so there's we're already 25 minutes in and <laughs> we, we covered all okay yeah that was my morning was making sure i caught up on the this book but yeah definitely that is so good um there's a lot a lot of stuff here and what seems most relevant to you of all this stuff for season three well, I guess it's more of like the setup of the kingdoms and like how Muni is, and then we're like going back you know, to Muni, yeah, yeah, and the potential for like Ludo, like what is the relationship between the Avariuses and like the butterflies? Yeah, and then I also think- Glosteric being God or whatever. He yeah, is. I don't know. How, I don't think that's like actually super relevant at the moment, but yeah, that's definitely the biggest thing, and. uh yeah, I think I, I'm trying to like figure out which stuff is going to be immediately addressed. I think the toffee stuff is like the biggest immediate stuff. Oh well, um, yeah, but uh, the but the butterfly the butterfly kingdoms and uh, potentially the ponyhead sisters just because they have designs, so they might be there. But yeah, it's and we get the confirmation that heinous is uh, probably Muni royal family. There's a lot at play. I don't know if any of this is immediate stuff, but it's like where are um moon and star are going to go now that they're going back to muni like right are, they, are we going to go to one of these other kingdoms and hide there as opposed to just going yeah. back to the castle yeah like, he'd be kind of one of those like funny things where they're like okay so they go to like where tom lives tom's super irritating so they leave and they go like to the pony heads and, like we can't do this bah and then like that kind of thing that'd be funny yeah um I had, okay, so I had some general topics to talk about. Let's get into the speculation. We're already talking about it, but um, I'm just going to start reading some of these comments, because, uh, and then we'll use this to segue into into larger discussions. The first one I have is not feedback for us. It was from, I took this from CO. Uh, so I was just in a star discussion thread is one of the first things I saw right after the finale. This is someone said, uh, Marco will use his dimensional scissors to follow Star, except that he doesn't actually know where Star is, other than Muni. He'll go to the palace first, because duh, that's her home, but since it's such a blatantly obvious place for Star to be, Muni will have taken her somewhere else in order to make it harder for Tavi to find her. Thus, season three will start out with episodes of Marco searching for Star and episodes of Star being trained by Moon and Baby to prepare for Tavi. No idea how long that would last, but it'll probably be how the season will start. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, I like. I mean, I definitely think like Marco's going with the scissors. Like I said that, like at the finale, it was like that. That makes the most sense because he has the scissors, and that episode was such a big deal that he now has his own scissors. Um, I do like. I do think um, there should. I, I'm not like. I'm ex- like. I hopefully there's not a lot of them, but it, or if it, we do have episodes where they're separated, we have episodes of them like. There's like parallels, and we do see them both in the episode, but they're not together. But it's kind of or like they're trying to contact each other. And like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe Marco is alone and he's trying to find Star. And then we also have Star, like, she wants to get in contact with Marco and then kind of like, I don't know, like parallels that way. Um, the moon training Star, I think, is the most interesting thing that I had that hadn't occurred to me. Um, that makes a lot of sense. It'd be really cool. Also, I mean, I'm all about Baby coming back because I love that character. That is a quality character. Um, I think that'd be really neat. I don't know how much like. I just it seem I just like right now I don't seem see how Moon would be wanting to like I don't know about the purpose of training her to defeat Toffee would be because like they're like we have to get away so I don't know I, I think that might be something that comes later yeah. like where she like you know imparts some great secret onto Star or like you know something that really like like you know kind of like pushes her forward not necessarily like it's something like big like oh suddenly Star's all powerful but kind of like I don't know drop some info info on star 
Yeah. Um, I definitely think Baby's not coming back. I think that was a one episode character, but sad. Uh, sad. it's sad. But um, it's it's it's, it's it, the show's done that before, though. They've kind of brought back. Anyway, uh, I, I have a hard time envisioning this show doing uh, such a frenetic pace like described in this comment. I yeah, I, I really like this concept of Marco just looking for Star and um, we see where Star is. We kind of don't know where she is. And we see Marco going different dimensions like how the show just is the episodes don't directly relate to each other usually it's um it's it's kind of like laid back this this seems so frenetic like to, like, to granted we've also gotten to this point though we've never been in a position like this that's true this is the biggest plot thing that's happened and we're, we're pro- they're probably using this as a means of changing the type of structure of the show it still just seems really hard to envision granted i mean it could be something more like we have an episode where marco's at school and it's just kind of like the saddest episode ever, like Marco just being really sad at school or whatever, and like people are like, "Where's Where's Star?" Because I think that her, everyone losing their memory is terrible, and I don't want that to happen, and I don't want to talk about it ever again, and like that kind of thing. Like, like where's Star? Talking about Star, like maybe they have like a really weird kind of like maybe they have like a counseling thing, like oh, if you like you know you know since Star left, that kind of thing, like counseling, and like you get to see your favorite dude. Mr. Candle, yeah. And then uh, that kind of thing. And then we have like an episode or like at the end of the episode, we see Star where she is. That kind of thing. Like kind of like um, I imagine it more of kind of like an avatar when like Appa's gone. Like that kind of like we're searching for Appa, but then like other things are happening. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point. So I feel like it's kind of something more like that, like. Like, you know, Appa goes miss, like, Appa's, like, taken, and then, like, you have these, you have things, like, Appa, like, you see what's happening to Appa, and then you have, like, everyone looking for Appa, then, like, there's other things that are going on, and, like, but you then you still see, like, what's going on with Appa. So I feel like stuff like that, maybe. Yeah. Um... It it also just seems too sad for the show. I know That's the fair. I know the end of the show was sad, but uh, I have to imagine. And it's hard for me to imagine the status quo of the end of the season lasting too long, just because of how plotty and sad it is. Like, which is right. not either of those. Neither of those things are what Star is. So. Which and I I do think. I mean, I feel like Marco might find Star. Like, because Marco could also maybe Marco's first thing is to go to Tom, and Tom could help Marco more. Yeah. That that could be that could it's the Tom Marco team up team up that uh or like all, he gets Ponyhead like he goes to somebody and they like help him. Yes, I think I think Marco should assemble the bounce crew to, to help yes, him. Yes, basically. There's a lot of it's I, I don't know it's it's tough. Like, is what's the show gonna? It's hard to say what the show's gonna do because it's just anything would be so different from what it's doing now. Um, I guess okay. Let me in general say well, my, we literally we literally have not had something happen in the plot that will fundamentally impact like we've had things happen but like you know star losing the book doesn't necessarily mean we can't have episodes where things are happening but star being gone is like completely like them being separated is has i mean it's not i mean i i'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound bad i don't think it's a bad thing it's just what's happening it's destroying the fabric of what the show is like that's these are how episodes are structured this is what episodes are like even when we have things where star marker are separated in the show like we still see both of them they're both in the same place they can still be together you know, it's like when Marco has his own adventures or whatever. Yeah. But in this case, and everything's related, like, it's all Star in relation to Marco, Marco in relation to Star. But now we have, like, literally they're gone, and we have to address this and, like, deal with it, like, in every episode. Which is something that the show's never had to do before. It's kind of like if something like this happened in Miraculous Ladybug, and be like, I don't even know what's going to go on. Like, I have no idea. Like, 
It's it's yeah it's 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 changing like when when Star loses the book you can still have normal episodes because okay the book's just gone Star's gone though so the show can't be the same like we can't just say it's going to maintain the structure something has to change here there's no way for it to do what it was doing before right now it could Star could come back and we could just revert but um as things stand yeah that's it's 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 a good point that needs to be brought up like things things are changing and let me. So I've I've said before that I'm like worried about what the show is going to do. And I think here's the most simple way like I want to state this is that I think that Star kind of the, as a show found its footing um in the second half of season 2. I thought it was really good. I thought that there were a lot of really good episodes and I'm really worried about just changing fundamentally what the show is after it just got like consistently really good. Kind of at its core that's kind of like why I'm worried about what they're going to do with season 3. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know like I'm like I mean I'm in, I'm worried in that like what happened with Ruby but I trust this show better than I trust Ruby because I've been dis- I've been disenchanted with Ruby much longer than I've been disenchanted with Star which is like zero in comparison to 65. But um like I understand the worry and it's you know in separating your main characters and like a show like Star like we're at this turning point like and shows like Star, like, when you have a children's show, like, you know, an animation show that's on, like, it's predominantly a children's network or, like, whatever, and it's, like, Disney or Cartoon Network or whatever it is, and you have, like, this kind of, like, adventure-timey, goofy nonsense, and you're like, oh, it's cool, it's fun, there's plot occasionally, and it's fine. And then you start actually having plot, and then it gets kind of iffy, because it's either going to be really good or it's going to go bad real quick. And I think the way we've transitioned to this point has gone really well. Like I like the plot stuff makes sense. Like I don't, it doesn't feel like off to me. Like it has feels like it's felt very organic and like a natural growth. So I'm not that worried. And like, I don't think they're going to be separated for that long or at least in this, the case, the separation makes sense. Like they've given us a framing and a vehicle. And like, we have this, like Marco is going to use the scissors. He has to, like, there's literally like no reason for him not to use the scissors. And he like chased after star immediately. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if we get thrown into the first episode and Marco is, like, already in another dimension looking for Star. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. And granted, I do think the idea of having an episode where we're not breathing or taking a break is kind of startling to think about. Because, like, normally, you know, we're not usually thrown into the action in this show. But I do think the pacing will change. And we're not going to have, like, the fun, like, chill school episodes. But I do think this will be, like, a positive thing. It'll just, it's just hard to imagine. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. It's like with Miraculous Ladybug. It's like, I have no idea what's going to happen to that show. Like, they're like, oh, it's going to change soon. I'm like, to what? Like, it's just like formulaic nonsense. I don't know. Yeah. The thing, yeah, the thing with Ladybug is it changing is like great because I'm sick of its current structure. Yes. With Star, I, I think the show's great right now. So right. it's like, uh, I'm generally humans, if they have something good, do not <laughs> like to right. deviate from that. So that's kind of, I guess, my feeling on this. Uh, like we've something good going now. Why are we shaking things? We'll just out? have to see. But, um, I'm definitely game to see, see what's going to happen. I am, I am just worried though. Um, we'll yeah. get, this will be a recurring topic we'll get into. Here's from, uh, patron Katrin. Uh, Katrin says, um, so one thing the season has done is set up a lot of good foreshadowing for what could happen next season. I feel like there's a lot to go off with theories. A lot of what I noticed has to do with Marco. Obviously, we, we all know he's a pair of dimensional scissors. He also has a pretty good working knowledge of other dimensions. Remember, he spent 15 years in Hecapoos, and I kind of, uh, hope slash wonder if they're going to deal with the fact that, except for his strength is leveled up by knowledge maturity. He also has a friggin' dragon motorcycle, and I hope it comes back that he uses her to get Star. Yeah, what do you think about nachos? 
Uh, uh, yes, play. please, one hundred twenty-five percent. And I, that, I didn't think about that. That's the other thing. Like Marco, like, like even though he's back to like you know his dorky fourteen-year-old self, like he still lived all of that. And like I think that knowledge will come in handy. And I still think that he went through multiple dimensions. I don't think it's necessarily just like wherever Hecapu is. Yeah, I'd be I'd be shocked if we uh, reference Marco spending fourteen years, uh, uh, like fifteen or whatever, again. Like, I think I think it's it's I think nachos could come into play. Um, just you know, if you bring up Marco uh, being uh, <laughs> technically like thirty, then we get into all sorts of other stuff. So I don't know if we want to get there. Well, but. I think it'll be more like, um, like just this, like he knows things now. Yeah, it could do that. It could be like uh, this knowledge I've gained from from that. Yeah, know? which that would be interesting. And I think that'd be a really good. I think that'd be the best way to handle still talking about what happened in Running With Scissors. Yeah, it could. Yeah, if we're going to. This is the time to address that episode. If we're going to, I agree. Uh, back to the Catron's comments. Even though I do hate the idea of separating Star and Marco, I'd love to see season three BA. We are both on separate journeys culminating into the same journey. If done right, I feel like Star and Marco's growing as characters and coming together would probably be more interesting than them meeting up quickly in season three. Since it's pretty obvious Starko is endgame and I don't want to see pining Star for two more seasons because let's be real, it's unlikely they'll get them together at the beginning of season three. That's boring. And that's what killed. Uh, new girl in my opinion i don't know but i don't know about that show but also we know eclipsa is frozen and uh in that diamond stuff and she's definitely coming back yeah so this i i guess i guess we do need to shake things up now i think katrin could be on something here well, i um, think the separate journey thing like i think that's going to be really important especially since like star is in one place and mark like okay other than like literally physically like honestly like i mean we've seen star mature so much and marco's been kind of stagnant like we haven't seen like other than running with scissors where we kind of see like his actual journey he goes on like i think like more like let's just launch the we're gonna send them both into like a super character development tube and they're gonna like intersect at some point which i'm fine with yeah, I mean, I like the idea of separate journeys. That could be, I mean, I don't, I, I, I guess in theory, I like the idea. I do still think the strongest element of the show is Star and Marco interacting. Right. So I don't, I think eliminating your strongest element is not a good idea. I think it's, it's interesting that this star leaving is, uh, precipitated by, uh, this state where star is at with regards to Marco, the pining star, as Katrin says. Like, you, I agree. That's not really, we, we've kind of told all the story we need to tell with that. So maybe you need to do something to shake that up. And if you're not getting them together, then right. doing something drastic. I, they, I think that could be where they started in this, uh, like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to separate them. Like, I think that this could be the reason and why they're doing that type of thing yeah which i mean it makes sense and also we have to get marco to that point of like because i mean that's we still have to do things with marco to get to like if star goes in game like, of marco being like yeah i love like i'm in love with star or whatever we still have to get there yeah and the best way to do that's probably by ma- showing him how much he cares about her by taking her away right, right? like that's yeah. yeah i think i think all of that makes sense i think this is a natural uh progression for where you're going with star and marco and um, it's, uh, the problem is how, what is there to do after they're back together? Right. Like, where's the new st- stopping point before right. they're to- like romantically together? So, well, cause that, cause they're not gonna, they're not gonna like just be going out. So I, what, how are we getting them back in the same place and then having them be stable basically? Well, I just think like, honestly, I think part of the reason why you're so worried and like why I'm really excited about this. I mean, I know you're excited too. Like it's different. Like, you know, you just have more worry than I do. And I'm, I'm like, I was just rapidly thinking about all the shows that like we've both watched and like we've covered before talking about like Korra and Avatar and like these, 
I can't think of a series like this that is doing like and has done well, is doing this and will potentially do it success- successfully. Like I can't think of really an instance like other than like the time jump in Korra, but we don't really see a lot of like what happened in between. So this idea of like we're going to send these characters, we're going to watch this journey happen over some sort of period of time and they're going to meet back up and like what that's going to do for the characters. Like I can't think of a series that's done that before. Like of usually, just, it's of just like sh- shaking, shaking the show up so much within, like right. directly in the timeline. Which it's scary, show. but we're going to see it. I'm really excited about that. Like, yeah, I, I agree. It's really it, great and amazing. There's a, there's a lot of possibilities here. I don't think that a time jumps out of the question. I'll, let me no, say I'm that. Not like, no, there could be like, I mean, I could see there being a time jump. I'm just like, I do think we're going to see more of the in between than we saw in Korra and that like that kind of thing. Like, you know, the the really easy thing to do is do a time jump, but in this case, I think actually see, we're going to see a lot more of it than we would normally yeah i agree that is exciting to like see the pro see what we would have jumped over in other shows i i think that's like the, no other show really just shakes things up so much and then deals has to deal well with it's it. like even like in cora we have we go from book three and like you know you know just like we just like brought cora like so low and like her we could see the beginning development of the relationship with asami and then we have the time skip and like we get a few like there are comments that relate back to like what had happened but we don't see it a lot. And like, and so in this case, it's really exciting to like, we're going to get to see a lot of that. Like seeing actually that journey is going to be really great. Yeah. It's, it's a little unprecedented for this type of show. And I am skeptical that considering how unprecedented it is, I'm skeptical that we're going to see it, but you know, <laughs> maybe we might, I mean, like it, it seems like we will. Like, right. I mean, it, it doesn't w- like, it doesn't really seem to make sense, especially with the impending threat of toffee. It doesn't make a lot of sense to do an immediate time jump yeah they've structured it in a way in which jumping doesn't make a ton of sense and it's urgent and yeah. it's very urgent yeah yeah so I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they where we end up here yeah definitely um yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep coming back to this here's a comment from polymath um i honestly do not know what to expect of season three i'm sure that you have already heard things uh, on tumblr mentioning star marco stole his dimensional scissors however i do not expect him to go after her so soon i expect that there will be some quiet downtime with him jackie and Jana discussing what to do now i imagine that we may have a few episodes without star entirely just the earth crew trying to think i expect star's parents will put her on lockdown star will be um, yearning and trying to contact Marco, but they'll prevent her by warning her not to and or even shutting out dimensional portals. I perhaps the entire family will be shut in because of the crowd's reaction and face the music. I hope we do not get too much attention on Toffee so soon. I want more build up, perhaps some occasional surprise revelations or appearances where Toffee is there to tease and terrify the butterflies. Um, so this is, I think this is more the baseline next. I, I think it's natural to jump to like Marco immediately going after, and that like makes right. more sense in my mind. But in terms of preserving any semblance of what the show is, I think this is more likely this well, type of makes, like Marco regrouping on earth type of thing. Well, it also makes sense to like, so like we have in the finale, we have this sudden like emotional punch to the face and then like to have like more downtime of kind of dealing with what this means, like, because we do need, I mean, I kind of like, that's, I think that'll be a good thing if we have like the slow down time of dealing with what the absence of Star on Earth means. Like, that kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. so like, that would be fine. I think an episode two, that'd be great. And I do, I do expect to have episodes that don't have Star or Marco in them. Like, I mean, like, not, I mean, not necessarily both, but I'm not going to be shocked to have a full episode or multiple episodes in a row where it's all Marco, we don't see Star, or we it's all Star and we don't see Marco. Like, that's, I think we have to expect that. And it makes sense. 
Um, I yeah. like the idea of. Um, I don't necessarily think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be in the castle, but I do like the idea of like. I really also don't want to see Toffee a lot because I'm still kind of like off put by like the sudden all powerful murder Toffee like beams, but um, I do like the idea of like kind of like in um Deathly Hallows of Harry Potter where you have like you have these like they're on the run, but then you also have these mentions of like what Voldemort is doing, like. And how it's impacting them on the run. Like, that kind of thing would be interesting with the butterflies and, like, having, like, Toffee's close, but he's not close enough. Like, what is Toffee doing? And, like, what is Toffee's, like, that kind of thing. That would be really interesting. And that would be a good way to do it. But I don't think they're going to be in the castle. But I do think this teasing and tormenting is, like, that would be really interesting. It would give us more insight into what's really going on. Yeah. This this is my expectation, is basically everything Polymath says. I also agree it's, they potentially might not be in the castle, but it's more just the the point of them at things being stable in some form of uh, Marco on Earth and then Star somewhere else. Um, I, this is like I think this is the most likely scenario is we just see Marco do, doing things on Earth, preparing to track down Star and we see Star elsewhere uh, doing whatever. Um I, my biggest worry is that we just don't see Star, like uh, like mentioned here. Like Star's just kind of written off the show as uh, an emotional, uh, st- as like emotional stakes uh, for a few episodes. Uh, I this is also like why I'm worried the most. I'm most excited for Marco going after Star. I'm most worried in that we're just going to see more Earth stuff focused on Marco without any Star involvement, and we just have multiple episodes of no Marco and Star interactions. Like I think this is what they shouldn't do more than like an episode or two. Well, I mean, I'm fine with no interactions. It makes sense. And, like, I just, like, I'm expecting that. And I'm fine with that. I do think we're going to see both of them. Though I do expect at least two episodes where we don't see Star at all. Because that makes sense. And doing that makes sense. Like, that's fine narratively and, like, emotionally. I, th- I think I agree it makes, it. it makes sense. I just can't imagine those episodes being particularly good. Well, I do think Marco can hold an episode when Sensei is not involved. So, I'm fine with that. We'll just have to, I mean, we'll just have to see. The thing is, I really do think we're in kind of in uncharted waters. Like, we're not in the same position Ruby was in, and where Ruby just completely, like, flubbed it all up. But here, like, like, we're just gonna have to see. And I'm, like, I'm fine with it. I'm excited. I'm more excited than I'm worried. I'm actually not really that worried at all, because I am very, I'm very happy with the direction the show is going. And to me, the strength of the episode is, of this show is Marco and Star, but, like, I'm really excited to get away from the dumb Earth episodes because, like, there's dumb and, like, I don't like the school and, like, a lot of those episodes to me were very weak. Like, having yeah. Jana and Jackie and Marco talking, that's fine. And, like, I do think we're going to be dealing with that more. And maybe an episode of Marco at school and, like, everyone dealing with Star being gone, that's fine. Like, maybe in a better vein that, um, that weird episode with, like, the war with the... yeah. With the the possums, yeah, it's or whatever, it's yeah. I think I think that uh, getting away from some of the school stuff recently hasn't been great. Yeah, so getting away from that, uh, the prospects of that are um, exciting. Uh, the best proof from Marco holding an episode, I think, is running with scissors. Um, I'd argue that we haven't had any Marco Earth episodes that were particularly great, but um, there he is capable of when he's crossing dimensions, at least of of, hold, of having a good episode revolving around him. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to get away from school stuff. I like the school characters, but it's more just when we force like an episode there, like yeah. too much uh, on like, let's take Jana away and, uh, and do other stuff. Um, so it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, 
it, I, I'm not, I like I. It does make sense to do the the Marco honor thing. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Here's but I, a do, I mean, from... I do think I don't think it's going to be stagnant for very long though, and I don't think it'll be stagnant when it's technically like them just on Earth. Like I do think there will be some interesting things happening, especially we have to also have to deal with like Marco's parents and like kind of dealing with like what they do and do not know and like how that's going to be interesting. You're concerned that's the kind about of stuff the Diaz's? Like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, my biggest concern would be not showing star for a while. So I definitely hope we check in with, with I do. Shows. I do think we will. And I don't think like, I don't think it will be to the extent that Ruby just wrote Ruby out of the show. Yeah, so. no, I don't think they'll do that. I, I, in fact, I think that's um, this. Sh- it's more likely that Star is more of a main focus the first two episodes yes. than Marco. Even like, I, I think that yeah, we can know, start it, with them just on the run. Yeah, it's it's definitely easy to go to just we'll check in on Marco because he's we're left with his perspective. But right. uh, the show's never really stayed away from Star for too long, so I would be surprised. Right. Uh, Andy says, uh, patron Andy, the first season ended in a somewhat similar way as the second season. Crazy stuff happened. The status quo should have been changed, but it didn't. My biggest hope for season three at this point is that it isn't season two because I'm worried they'll go right back to the status quo of weird star episodes and running around with Marco without any real consequences. I also hope that we're done with Ludo being a major character. He peaked. It wasn't enormous peak either. In episodes where he learned magic, Toffee can do his thing the, through Ludo, and I'm fine with that. I really want Star to confront her parents and have an actual talk with her mom it became very clear in the last few episodes that moon is a much different person than star's perspective has shown us she really she has different flaws and strengths than i expected lastly we need an episode in echo creek without star the b plot can be with star but i want to see marco coping on screen not just talked about um yeah a lot of a lot of similar stuff here i i'm yeah i i'm i'm worried that we're about consequences um i think the show's done just fine without consequences really <laughs> like lately um so i think if we're going to change the show up i think that's interesting uh but uh consequences doesn't have to mean sidelining your main character or keeping your right. main duo apart for which i don't think it's good that's going to be the case like they're aware i mean that's why they're still tormenting us about starco like they know they're very aware that this is the main like that's that's why i have confidence in this being handled right there's the show clearly knows that star and marco are the the best elements yeah. of the show so I don't like I can't imagine that this would be too long of a separation right. or, or 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 that they would just have episodes without star. Like when have they ever done that? Like it doesn't right. doesn't make sense to me. Like I think I it'll be fine. Um I do say it is really appealing to have uh an episode of Marco uh dealing with like what this yes. means emotionally to him to not have star around. I definitely yes. do want to see that. Like, that would be really good. Like, and, you know, kind of an episode where, like, Marco's going about his day the way he would normally, and then kind of, like, the obvious, like, like, glaring absence of Star. Yeah. Like, him that brushing would... his teeth. Yeah, with, it would be like, br- his... that would be brutal. Well, yeah, he sees the, the, the singing toothbrushes, yeah. Yeah, like, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, that would be a really good episode, like, something like that. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I work, I mean, we're heading towards a moon talk. Like, I'm, I've been ready for this since, like... Yeah, the middle and, of season one. Yeah, Star and Moon needs to talk. That's definitely happening. Um, yeah, I, I think I think uh, how, how emotionally devastating will the first few episodes of the season be? Yeah, uh, I think on a scale of one to ten, probably at least an eight. What was the season finale on that scale? Uh, like an eleven. <laughs> but um, well, the thing is, like, I do disagree though about like the like. I definitely don't think we're going to go to like, we literally cannot go to a point where there aren't consequences. So I don't think that's really a concern. Like we literally cannot like, 
They, yeah, the, the, yeah, the the season finale broke that pattern. But they completely broke yeah. it. Like we literally yeah. cannot, which is really exciting. I mean, it's kind of scary, but it's exciting. Like yeah. I'm excited for more consequences. There should be a balance. I do think we're hitting the right like place between like there being consequences for what's going on, but then it's not also like just ridiculous. So like it's a good like it's a good thing. And like and I really feel like we're finally feeling the consequences from season one, and that's really what's really interesting about it. Like. Oh, we're finally seeing that the show does have a, it does have an order and it does make sense. Yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm a, if if the show gets to a point where there's no um, episodes like all belts are off and uh, collateral damage um, and no episodes like uh, the the Weird Al one, like it's then we're going to be in a much better place. So if, See, same, exa- thank you. Like that's yeah. the thing. I was like, yes, I like the show because it's weird, but like. There are a lot of episodes in season one that it's kind of like, eh. and like even in season two, there's several episodes in season two that aren't the best. And like, if we get to a point, like we can have plot and the episode, can, the show can still be its goofy, fun, Lisa Frank-esque nonsense that it is, but still also have like plot and meaning and not have like, you know, like when Steven Universe finally gets to a point where it doesn't have an annoying boardy episodes, that'll be great. Right, I'm I'm not at all convinced that this show is will will ever get to the point that it doesn't have these type of episodes, and the reason is is because the like what what's the what what show is this striving to be like? What's the like epitome of quality right now for animated TV? It's Steven Universe, and Steven yes. Universe isn't past this point. Right. Rick and Morty isn't past this point. Rick and Morty nope. had these show like show me what you got right. Like it's none of these shows are. There's not one sh- animated show that's capable of not having a nonsense episode, and like it's and it's. Not not that it's um there can be you can have nonsense in a non nonsense episode like there i do see the potential for the show doing that it could just have all uh all that like math magic i think is a great well, uh is a great like plot episode that has nonsense in it type of thing to like, me star is the most equipped to be to be the show yeah, I, I think I, it's it's in a better position right now to get there than anything else just because it's changing and it's shown a lot of potential and it's still early yeah. Uh, so I, I I agree. It could get there. I just well, it's like technically, I to me, I do think Star, in comparison to where Steven Universe was in this kind of similar position, I think Star is better off than Steven Universe was when it was at this point. Um, like in its in its development, Steven Universe is, has been on a little bit longer. I think, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we're Steven Universe is right. in its uh, hundreds of episodes, right? And, so that's what yeah. so I'm talking. Like, I do think, like, I do think, like, I mean. We're at this many episodes. I think Star is in a lot better, better place than Steven was at this point. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, the, the, if you line yeah, up the points. I'm not talking about like individual yeah, episodes. Yeah, I mean, if, overall. If you line up the points on the trajectory, I think we're clearly into season two, three of, of Steven with right. the, uh, Star could get there more than any of these other shows could. I really don't think it will. I like, I just, it's not, it's not the specific show. I just like can't it's imagine. That, uh, it, it, no, it's like it airs on Disney XD. Is that like, is this really the vehicle for us getting this type of show? I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see the potential, like the people that work on the show are brilliant. Like this book, like is brilliant. Like it's, it, it, we could get there. Um, and he, but the thing is, even if we don't, it's still <laughs> going to be good. Like that was the, the, the second half of season two is not getting to that place that we're talking about. And it was still really great. So, right. It just, we're just, the thing is like, unlike shows, like it's just, 
I don't know, like, I mean, literally, Korra got taken off, like, TV, like, literally, and where it got reached the heights that it reached. Korra is the example of the show that that got past this. Books three and four of Korra don't have this type of episode. Yeah, yeah, Korra, like, and even, I mean, to a, I mean, Avatar still had some of its, like, nonsense episodes, but even in the nonsense episodes, there was, like, stuff. Yeah, once you get past the first half of season one, Avatar's nonsense episodes are all quality, yeah. Right, so, like, it just, like, like it's it's like there is potential it's been done it can be done and star has the perfect like mythology and world built to be this show yeah but i agree it's I like feel- i feel like it's just kind of like if they feel so can like restrained by like their genre like the fact that they're like children's animation and it's like no you can break free be free <laughs> Yeah, I agree. All these shows are kind of stuck in that. Yeah, that and this is a large. This is a this is a very overly animated topic and something yeah. that could be. And this is literally the trend. Like this is the trend yeah. in animation. Like that's the thing. Like I didn't want to watch Steven Universe at first because it looked dumb. I still don't watch Adventure Time because I think that show is dumb. And I'm sorry to all you Adventure Time fans. I'm glad you liked the show. Adventure I- Time's in a similar a similar reign of of, of the nonsense episodes. The the non yeah. It, it's a it's it's a little bit more more slated yeah. towards nonsense. And so it's, it's one of those things, and you watch it, and then you're like, yes. But then it's like, and then we have this trend. All really all, all of them, basically all the shows that we cover, and like the major animated series that are like really popular and all that. Like they're all like this. Yeah, for the record, I also think Gravity Falls um, did not break this mold. Yes, um, I agree. I, like, I, I've noticed a giant overlap between Star fans and Gravity Falls fans, yes. which you know makes sense because they're yeah, the same show. Yeah. They're the same show, but um, yeah, I don't think Gravity Falls ever got to this point that av- that no. it was like an Avatar or core. I, I mean, I think it no. was like like Gravity Falls shows the heights you can get to while still in this uh, children's TV mold. Like it was so good at at times, but um, you know, we have it's it's it, it's. It's it's a lot of task for Star to get to any sort of. Yes. We we're just talking about Star being like a actually great show as opposed to just like a show with potential. So, I making the jump right away would be a lot, but yeah. Um certainly it's very exciting with this with this season break and whatever they do, I mean, we're on board. I'm like I'm I'm healthily skeptical but still very excited to see yeah. to see what's going to happen. It's like um, I love Star, I love the characters. I never really thought I was going to really love like this genre for one and then also like the like start like itself and it's just like i've been blown away so i'm excited to see more yeah and and from a personal perspective more i care less about star being this truly critical great transcendent show than i do of just seeing what happens with star and star and marco like i care more about them at this point than i do right which is a big which is like very good like that's a very good but it's like that's how i feel because the thing is like you know after cora ended it was like what am i supposed to do with my life (laughs) yes yeah and like and everyone's like why do they talk about cora all the time it's like go watch cora and you'll understand (laughs) but like so like to me to find to have shows like steven universe and star i mean i'll be honest i'm actually like even though i love steven and like garnet is like everything about steven universe appeals to me greatly and i love that show i'm actually i'm two episodes beyond behind right now actually which is kind of like terrible Yeah, more emotionally invested in star yeah yeah, i'm like a lot yeah. more emotionally invested yeah. in star currently than i am in steven universe Grant, yeah. i do love steven universe which is yeah. one of those things like it's for the record it's still a better show but um yes, it's, no, you, you know, definitely 125 yeah. yeah. universe is still a better show than star yeah. like, but uh we could yeah. and steve stevens just has its whole thing with its how this cartoon arc airs episodes and yeah. it's yeah so that's a whole nother issue but um last night's episode is very good by the way i'm gonna wa- i'm gonna yeah. watch them tonight i just haven't i I got home last night and then I was away la- like last week. So like I just haven't been able to Steven sit Steven is priority one. 
This is, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Les, I, I wanted to get into uh, Toffee more, Eclipsa, but I don't know. I have no specific thoughts on that. I don't think these things will be immediately addressed. I'm more interested in. And there's the, not really uh, anything to talk about. It's just like throwing darts at a dart dartboard yeah. in the park. So like- yeah, I mean, we have, we have info now on Toffee, but. Uh, just including the uh, his species name in the book makes you think that they're going to address it soon. So I, I hope that where that, that planet is, that kind of thing, planet yeah, dimension, I, whatever. Yeah, but I don't need to see Toffee on on screen for a few episodes. Yeah. I that's less pressing. Right. I know it's the, I know it I know it precipitated uh, the events, but the events are more important than what precipitated them. Basically, also it just uh, happened so quickly. We need a break. Yeah, we do. Uh, and and not too long until. Uh, season season three. I don't. Ooh. We don't have a specific day, but um, potentially, you know, one of one of these summer months. And uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones announced for middle of July. What will I be more excited for? Star season three or the next Game of Thrones season? Uh, answer star. Yeah. <laughs> so there. That's... The Wonder Woman Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie is coming out June second, and I'm going to my soul is going to leave my body, but it'll come back down for Star occasionally occasionally yeah um star comparison to wonder woman podcast that'll yes be... <laughs> naturally <laughs> yeah okay uh final thoughts delaney i'm excited for star there's a lot of fun stuff i'm gonna go buy this book <laughs> whenever i get out of my house yeah so. sorry for spoilers but no, it's yeah. okay <laughs> um, no, dylan t- dylan and i usually don't t- care about the same things like gen- like okay like thematically, yeah, no, you, yes. you usually care about the merch and i don't yeah yeah, so I'm it's, really excited to go get this book because I'm going to find things I'm like, Dylan, you didn't talk about this. And like, no, there's a, there's a lot of stuff I didn't talk about. No, I'm excited. I'm yeah. going to go get this no. book. Like, I yeah. actually, oh, like, this is shocking. Like, Dylan got the merch for Friday. So, like, what? Yeah, that never, that never happens. Yeah, so weird. Just, uh, glad it worked out for the one relevant thing. <laughs> but yes. yeah, uh, dot Um, find all our star podcasts there. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to us there. If you're listening, um on you can subscribe to our itunes feed or our star specific itunes feed you can subscribe to us at overlyanimated.com slash itunes we really appreciate uh star ratings and reviews on itunes really trying to push that lately and um consider supporting us at patreon.com slash overly animated thank you very much to all of our patrons especially our patron of the podcast john aka garfield uh, thank you, John, for all your continued support. Find the be- benefits of becoming a patron at patreon.com slash overlyanimated, including probably getting this podcast early. So um, if you're listening to this after it's come out too late, but there will be others <laughs> will. others, others like this that you could get. Uh, if it's not time essential, I put them up on the patron Facebook group uh, early. Um, that's all I got. Good yep. Last thoughts, Delaney. Yep. Uh, good stuff. Can't wait. We'll just have to see until whenever the next time we talk about Star yeah uh yeah also let us know any topic discussions you want to see because i'm still up for talking about star in the in the off season beyond we like star it's good probably some sort of episode ratings uh rankings podcast i probably want to rewatch season one at some point i don't really remember yeah same i'm also like we did like we literally did like all of the bajillion combinations of ships and miraculous ladybug we are definitely game for any sort of topic yeah no people want people want a jarco podcast um I, i feel like shipping is like one of our like things yeah well that's everyone's thing so sure. we're, we're really we're just pandering to the people Which, that's who, fine that's fine yeah. that's what podcast okay. <laughs> that's, that's basically the that was the entire point of doing those, those four ladybug podcasts yeah that, so um but yeah we got to ramp up for ladybug soon too that's gonna be Hype. 
Okay, so thank, let us know comments on this, and thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.